Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, and welcome to the Vagrant Queen After Show. We're super excited to talk about this new sci-fi channel show. Uh, let's do some quick introductions. My name is Carrie Lane. I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Hi there, I'm your boy James Maple. Good to see you, good to meet you. And uh, we do have a live chat going, so if you're watching this live, join us in the live chat. And if you're watching later, comment down below. Uh, let's start off right away. James, what did you think of this first episode? So um, I, I, I'm a big, big, big uh, uh, science and, and space nerd myself, so this was like, had my heart from the beginning. Um, I love the fact that it's a it's a lead female that's the main character and it's lead female of color too. I thought it was dope. Um, just in the costuming, we've been talking about that uh, briefly before we went live. I think the costumes are incredible. I want to give a huge shout out to whoever does the costume design and the set design because they did a great job. So, so far, episode one, I dig it. Uh, I'm going to watch episode two for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was super fun. Uh, someone was saying it kind of had a 90s uh, sci-fi vibe, and yeah. I'm totally cool with that. I like the humor of it, the kind of just fun and lighthearted almost. I mean, you know, just it was it was nice to just chill out and watch and not be not something too heavy. But yeah, I, I think that it's interesting to be engaging enough, too. Yeah, I agree. I was kind of shocked, to be honest with you and the how how much humor was placed into the uh series because you know going into it i like i said i'm a big uh, space nerd so i love shows like dark matter and yeah. hard and but those shows oftentimes have such like a serious tone to them it was nice to have like a bit of like ha 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 every now and again and the banter between the characters i think was great so i think that it, it really it was a nice like you said it was nice to sit down relax and have a couple chuckles along the way especially given What's going on in the world? It's nice to find any laugh, any way we can get it nowadays. Yes. And then uh, if you are, I'm glad you mentioned that. If you're new to AfterBuzz, this is a little bit different format because we are doing our safety at home. So that's why it looks a little different if you haven't seen AfterBuzz content before. But we're still bringing you all the love of the show and going to get into it. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that of it's a female, one, it's a female lead and a woman of color. I really liked how this cast was kind of a variety of people. Also, I kind of like that there's the hinting at the relationship possibly with Alita and Ame. I was like, oh, so I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, I feel like the first interaction they had when Alita walked into, um, uh, um, Ama, how do you say her name? Uh, I was saying Ame. Um, Ame, I think that's how she said it. When Alina walked, Alina walked into Ame's uh, mechanic shop and she was like in the bedroom with the girl and then she ran out. I feel like after that, Ame had this like little like little something something yeah. she was feeling her, right? Yeah, because she says, okay, you got to buy me a drink later, which uh, 
it's kind of funny that her brother works at the bar, but she has to have this other person buy her a drink. But... I know, right? I'm like, I should get that family discount when I go to the bar, but you know, I get it. <laughs> so also it's a, so we have queer relationships mm -hmm. uh, just in this first episode, which is cool. They have female leads because also this is a, you know, there is a monarchy that's kind of not in charge anymore. And it has a queen in charge, which I kind of thought was really interesting because we don't really see anything about a king. Right, right. You know, and um, I'm glad you brought that up too because I remember in, the, in this first episode, there were a bunch of flashbacks for Alita and um, her mom's name, I wrote it down because I had to like look it up. Her name is Zevelyn, X-E-V-E-L-Y-N. So I guess Queen Zevelyn, um, if you notice in the very beginning, they, her and there was another um, guy who was helping her do training yeah it, yeah yeah initially i thought that that was like the king to the queen and that was the daughter but it's never quite flushed out in this first episode but i definitely think that like it's a it's a matriarch kind of society that they that they came from so i thought that's really kind of cool and how they've brought that up now the timeline was kind of interesting because they mentioned that it was eight years ago mm -hmm. uh, that the, the the loyalist space station but they mentioned that also it's been 15 years that they've been essentially on the run. But right. I kind of, okay, so I guess that means even before her mom was murdered, they were running into trouble. Yeah, I remember specifically Alita mentioning that when uh, I think it's Lazaro was, yep. uh, was looking for her. And she said that, like you said a moment ago, they've been looking for 15 years. So I, this the time stamp seems to be much longer than the initial eight years that we thought. Yeah, so this has been a long time coming, which also develops into the fact that the kind of sad reality, how Alita's mother mentions, you can't befriend anyone because you can't trust anyone. But I don't think, I think that's going to chip away think, over the rest. I think you're right. This is in the first episode and seeing the, what we assumed are forged relationships between the characters. I definitely think that it's going to get to a point where, um, uh, Alita's going to have no choice but to trust, you know, your Isaacs or your um, uh, um, Amas. I always say her name wrong. Um, but to trust those two. So um, I'm, I definitely think that um, her mom's advice may have been applicable to that moment in time. But as years have passed, it's obviously like power in numbers, especially, you know, they have the whole scavenger bond thing going on, too. So I yeah. think, definitely think they're going to have um, a forged relationship and it's going to help all of their goals um, manifest. Yeah, because what her mother said is not unfounded. I mean, she was murdered, so it's, yeah. but it's one of those, I do agree. I think there'll be some situations where Alita is going to have to trust people to survive. But right. I feel like in good company. She has Ame. And then also, we mentioned earlier her brother. I really like Chaz, the bartender. Yeah. He was kind of this fun character. I mean, he's still alive, not a was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you think he's going to come back? I definitely think so. I mean, they use Chaz as as bait for for Alita, so I definitely think that he's he's going to play a, a larger role in the coming episodes. And moreover, he has another relationship with um, what's his sister's name? The mechanic again, Ame. I always forget this. I'm going to write it down. Ame. So Ame and him are obviously brother and sister. So I definitely think that with Ame being with Alita on the go, there's going to be some type of dynamic and conversation between the two and I was also thinking too that um Chaz could be the eyes and the ears he could be like the mole at mm -hmm. the previous space station um if they go out you know and about to figure out what's going on back at I think it's Z Zizia is the name of the space station I think it was yeah Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z 
something like that. I don't remember if I heard it said out loud, but it's X I J A. A. So yeah. I feel like this entire series is going to be. They they have a relationship with the Republic that they will you know not care about anything going on as long as they kind of get immunity from any kind of searches from them. But apparently that does not matter because we re we meet the Admiralty as they arrive, mm. the Republic of Ariopa. Yeah. We also meet our bad guy, bad guy, yeah. uh, Lazaro. What do you think of Lazaro? Lazaro was kind of strange. Um, he he's definitely he definitely is a is an interesting bad guy. He's not your prototypical like villain. He has these like like sadistic kind of like nuances about him. I remember the scene where he was talking to Chaz about how he snuck into his dad's um like was it arm? yeah yeah in the burn. I'm like, whoa, what kind of household did you grow up in? That's why you're crazy. So I definitely think he has some like deep-seated issues that manifested themselves to him being a very kind of off-the-wall villain. Um, I remember specifically too that comb kept coming up. Remember he shaved the the um yeah. of the Ziha's uh, ship? And the comb kept coming up and up and up in the, in the episodes too. So I, if that's his like little weapon, it's strange, but I dig it. I just thought of it more like a a small kind of burn saw, okay. but we do, we do see it used as a comb in a way of uh, <laughs> part of the head. I know you got a haircut like mine with that comb. <laughs> you might help and get the whole thing to even it right. out. <laughs> yeah, I thought Lazaro was a really interesting bad guy because he's not dumb. He's yeah. not boring. He almost has a charisma swagger to him. Agreed. But you all, you, he's very slimy. They're just like, mm, I don't trust you. Mm. But there's still something about him that makes him interesting, which I, I do enjoy that as a viewer, that he's not some, like, cookie-cutter, boring... Like baddie. Yeah, we, I mean, I'm assuming his motives, which we don't, we haven't gotten really into his motives yet. I don't know why, besides the, I just want to take over and rule the galaxy, which... That might be a little dull as a motive. Uh, what do you think his motives are to want to take over this monarchy? I wonder if we'll get some sort of backstory of like the monarchy did something to him and so now he wants to take over or if it's just the, I just want to be in charge. You know, I was thinking about that as we were watching this, as I was watching this episode. And I'm the first thing that came to me was kind of going back to what we talked about before and that it's like a, a matriarch society that was there. I feel like it's a power thing. I think that he is like a man and he wants to take as much territory as possible. And I think the fact that it was a woman who was like reigning over this kingdom, he felt the need to take it. Um, that was the first thing that came to mind. And I remember too, he said, you know, he's been chasing uh, Alita for so long. And like, to me, that was another motive too, which made me think that maybe it was like a seizing of power kind of thing that he was looking for. So that was, what did you think? Yeah, I think he's definitely, it's an obsession at this point where he wants the absolute control. And you could probably go with, he's a narcissist of so full of himself and wanting to be in control of everything. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, also, with we get, okay, so something that came up a few times throughout it and for viewers, please leave comments down below if you felt this way. And I think it was 100% on purpose. I was getting super Star Wars vibes from this show. What do you what did you think, James? Were you getting some Star Wars vibes? 
Yeah, for sure. Star Wars vibes, like I said, dark matter vibes. Um, just I, I love I love the fact that in in the, well again within the first episode we are being taken to different places and different timelines. So I think that's really cool, and that harkens back to Star Trek uh, as well, Star Wars kind of vibes. Um, I love I love when a show does that. They take you. I feel like it really expands the story and expands the universe. No pun intended. Um, by having different places that you go to and you can pop back and forth. So I really, really like that aspect of the show. And I definitely think it, it picked up some of that from like Star Trek and Star Wars. Yeah, I don't think, I, I'm curious to see where the rest of the show will go. Mm-hmm. But within this first episode, there's definite homages to other sci-fi shows. So the Star Wars ones that really stood out to me, the moments were the fact that she goes down a trash chute. And I was like, oh, wow, we've seen this scene before, but not in a bad way it felt like a oh familiarity of i like this one thing here's our version of it because they have the zero gravity which very was very comedic uh the other moment is later too when they're infiltrating the guards and wearing the suits that they even make the comment that they go wow these are really you know it's too you can't distinguish among anybody that this needs to infiltrate i'm like wow this is just like stormtroopers right it's a good thing and it's comedic i feel it's very tongue-in-cheek that the writers and the show is aware of that and it's almost it's one of those when you're very familiar or very fond of a subject you can make fun of it you can acknowledge the flaws and i think yeah. this is what the show's doing yeah i was picking up the first initial thought to came that came to me in terms of like relatability to other shows and movies was actually gardens of the galaxy um to me mm-hmm. like the whole paradigm of of the crew definitely overlap with that for me and some you know you have your prototypical like hero you have a, a friend who's like an enemy slash friend who's like the anti-hero obviously isaac um a love interest with uh, amada or amara i never get her name right and then you have uh my favorite character we'll talk about later nim who was like your group of the group or your i forget the raccoon's name in gardens of the galaxy but to Bye. me yes yeah i was picking up that kind of that that cast setup to me, was very familiar, and it made me think of Gardens of the Galaxy. Actually, I'm glad you said that, because uh, we got Jim C. in the chat said, I thought it was Guardians of the Galaxy mixed with Star Wars. Yay, so, yeah. Jim! Thanks, dude. You agree with us. Yeah, also Guardians of the Galaxy, just for the playfulness of the show, too, because I think that is a sci-fi where it is serious, but there's a lot of humor and uh, quirkiness to it. Yeah. So we mentioned the character. So the other big one, we get Isaac, the introduction of Isaac rescuing, sort of rescuing, <laughs> crash shoot, but learn that he's kind of the problem of why everybody's there. What were your initial thoughts, James, on Isaac? Um, Isaac to me was the like was an added breath of fresh air. I think we needed. I think he was the yin to Alita's yang. Um, I love that there's like a I don't, I don't know if it's like a sexual tension or there's like a, there's something there between the two of them. And I think that the, the show should explore that along with the potential other love interest with the mechanic. Um, but I think Isaac adds again, just like a nice breath of fresh air. And he, he adds a comedic element to the cast and uh, I dig it. Yeah. It's a uh, good old Tim Rosen from Winona Earp. I was very happy to see him on this yeah. show. Uh, he is just as, fun and dashing as ever and I think his character I'm I am also curious on their history together and it seems like they've had quite a history he shot her at some point yeah. but we know he is a wife on earth 
which they mentioned Hannah, and the fact that people don't really know where Earth is right at yeah. this point. I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah. That um that the whole aspect too threw me for a loop because in a sense I don't know why I was watching the show I didn't really think of Earth as part of the show's universe because there's so many different types of species and, and aliens that exist so I didn't really picture Earth to be in the in the midst of the show's logic so I was really yeah. it, it threw me for a curve to be like oh oh Earth is exists in the show and then moreover it's a troubled place that no one knows of so that hopefully that will play a part in the coming episodes. Absolutely. And the fact too that uh, I'm guessing that Isaac might be human. They don't really get into the different type of alien species at this point. And it's interesting too that they have it where nobody really acknowledges that anybody's a different one. They're all, they're all, they're all on the run Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's, it's it's cool to see the different styles. I mean, some of them, uh, let's be real. They did the more simplistic way to indicate something different, like just their ears are different, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Which makes it interesting. So then as you brought up the what? The horns as well. Yeah, the makeup on the side for and the horns, which was kind of cool. And then we so we find out that there's a loyalist group, a group that is all for the monarchy to be back in power and try to help Alita. And then we get to meet Nim, which you were talking about. I love too, which they did him wrong. They did Nim dirty, dirty. Uh, no. Because, so we get to that moment at the end of the episode where one, we have Isaac say, I'll get, if you let me get on the ship, your mom's alive and I'll, help, I'll be finder, which is like, whoa, curveball. Yeah. That's also not cool to be like, hey, let me dangle this very important information Ooh. from you. And you, you say that metaphorically, but he did it literally too, because he dangled his her mother's pendant in front of her and was like, look, I'm not playing. I really have information about her. Yeah. Which all things considered, that fell on the ground after she was shot. So I don't really know. Because we see right. it, but we'll see. Right. I thought that that was strange too. It would make me think that maybe Isaac played a, maybe played a part in her mother's Ooh. death or was, on, or was perhaps with that crew who killed her mother. Because like you said- right that dependent dropped and then uh alita's ship went off and you saw her mother die so something or someone had to be in that space to retrieve it and get it to isaac so hopefully we get that flushed out in the coming episode or it's changed hands and he's got it we'll give him a little bit of benefit out but yeah nim when lazaro and the guards are on him and I, i i like the moment he pulls out the bomb i'm like okay cool and they scatter, I would have wanted him to be like, Poof, let me toss That's it. But- like, let me just do a quick over-the-shoulder action. And I think it's, I like his little catchphrase, Nim make boom. Yes. <laughs> you know what? All things considered, we didn't see a body. So no body, no proof. He might still be alive. So at the very end of the episode, um, uh, where Lazaro is like, like being crazy and talking to himself after Nim blows up, like drops the bomb them is yep. on the ground like like making noises and like still alive so he's not dead dead he'd be close to dead but he didn't appear to be dead in that clip so hopefully we get to catch him and see him again in the, in the future i think i would only be concerned that lazaro would finish him off or have one of the guards finish him off so we'll see yeah. um yeah. so then we have speaking of the guards so that was what did you think of that whole sequence of like the gag of the suits and 
rescuing Chaz and then the hallway. Uh, It was very cheesy, but I thought it was very funny at the same time. I wholly agree with you. And I think you described it best. It was, it was very like, huh, cheesy, very after school special. But I, again, I think given where that place in the episode itself, we've been given so many like little laughs. And I think we knew not to take the show so seriously that that instance didn't seem so cheesy to me because it was like, oh, okay, well, that's just the tone of the show. So I, it was a nice little laugh. And um, I, one thing I noticed that I don't think we've discussed yet is the dynamic between Lazaro and his like lackeys. They all seem to be very like, oh yeah, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm, you know, just picking, checking on a, like, you don't, you're not having any authorization or, or, or anything. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm just showing up to pick up the prisoner and take him to beat him up because he sold me something bad. It was just very like, there was no protocol, I'm going to say. Yeah, no, those soldiers, again, I think it's a reference to how stormtroopers are often like, really? (laughs) I did like that moment of, okay, we need to take him. Well, why? Because we say so. Why? Oh, Uh, all right, let me get real through. You sold me some bad drugs. Oh, okay. Whatever, dude. Go beat him up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) We'll we'll see where it goes. I do think we'll continue to see more of these soldiers. I think it's going to be easy to replace them because you never see their faces. No. Except for that one mask piece that comes off. So yeah. I thought it was very comedic and fun to see all that. I agree. Um, so, oh yeah. So we didn't really, I mentioned the group trying to help Alita. And we also learned that her full name is Eldaya and she changed her name, which I don't feel Alita is that far from Eldaya. That I'm like, they actually joke about that when they, when they get into the Peggy, the ship, as they call it. He was like, I think Isaac says that specifically. He's like, like you chose that name. It's not, it's not that far off from your actual name. And I think yeah. she gave him like a look like, shut up. Don't you say that. I thought it was pretty funny. Also, in previous parts of the episode too, it's not like she's really hiding. So, though I am curious, like how much she has to hide, like how known is her face? Because we see that beginning part, the very opening of the episode when she's fighting uh, the two other smugglers mm-hmm. and which was also very comedic and yeah. funny and i like the the action of it I, I do like the action how they do this in the show i think it's very fun yeah, I agree. Uh, but I, there he says oh you look familiar so i'm just kind of curious of you know are there posters are there you know news video like how depending on how big this galaxy is why would someone over here know what the queen over here looks like I think but, maybe I think maybe that plays into the the rain the like the the outstretching rain of um what's her name Zevelyn the queen so yeah. for like so many people in the, in this universe to know of Alita maybe this queen Zevelyn she was a pretty big deal uh, for everyone to know who her daughter is and she's the next in line I did find that I'm glad they made they made uh made just of this. I did find it very funny when Alita walked down into like the little basement and her like the the worshippers or whatever were like, oh, like yes. She was like, get up. Like ain't nobody got time for that. Get up, get up, get up. I love that because I feel like in that instance, she became more of like a real regular person where she's not like, oh yes, like, well, give me praise. She's like, get your get your behind up. Like, no, it's don't do that. Don't do that. So I really, I really like that aspect of Alita too so far. Also, she didn't want the title of the name. Like, oh, can we call you Alita? Da, 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 da. And she's like, yeah. no. No, Just, you can't do that. No. <laughs> yeah, we need Dengar, Nim, and Irid, which I thought that was fun that they, like, really tried to prevent her from going. 
I'm kind of curious how much of a gag that they might be of following behind mm -hmm. or help them out another way. I kind of wish they that Alita had more of a I mean, I know she was on the run trying to hide in this moment, but a little bit more of a conversation because I feel only a quarter of the information was shared from these people to her. Yeah. And she was like, nope, nope, don't want to hear it. I, I'm like, yeah. oh, just a little more chat. And then you could say, okay, no. Yeah, I thought that was confusing too because uh, if you compare the, the, at least the attempt of like the, the her, that like worshiping crew to give her information, she was very quick to shoot it down. But when Isaac mentions her mother, she like stops and is and, and becomes so invested. And she's taking a gamble by even having Isaac on the ship. So it's like you could have gotten information from that from those people who had a direct line to your mother, apparently, because they know who well, you are. She's dead. What's that? They think she's dead though, because they're the one um Dengar is like, it's not every, every day I mourn the loss of your mother. So they don't yeah. know she's but yeah. I feel they have other information that could be useful for Alita that she doesn't even give the opportunity to try. But I feel she's a character that's always kind of on the run and not trusting anybody. So that's what mom says, yeah. All right, and then you mentioned Peg. We got Peggy, the Winnipeg, where they end up on the end, which I thought was a really cute uh, Earth, re essentially, reference. Because I'm like, wait, yeah, Winnipeg. I, I know that word. <laughs> my word. And, of course, there's ship, ship trouble, and the episode ends with them having to go land somewhere, and Ame's like, I got this. I can handle it. And also, they mentioned it was like a piston trouble. I'm like, oh, okay, also a thing that we go okay i know that I, like, I know that word i know that word i don't know where that is in my car but i know that word <laughs> exactly i'm like i wouldn't be able to fix it but i i, I <laughs> so they're, they're gonna crash land somewhere and i feel this is our trio for now uh yeah. any thoughts you had on the episode um i guess i i'm really for for this episode i thought that the trio that we have was going to be more more characters I don't know if this is our solid like like threesome that we're going to be focusing on for the entire series, but I really think having someone like Nim and Chaz in the mix definitely adds another dynamic. So I'm I'm not necessarily confused. I'm just wanting more if if this trio was going to be our our main main crew. And in all the press releases and everything I've seen in terms of pictures, it does appear that it's just those three that are in a lot of the episodes at least. But I'm really really hoping we have some sub characters that really have a bit of light. Um, uh, put on that as well yeah i this will pro get into our predictions in a moment but we'll do some quick uh news and gossip in a way i mean not to say gossip gossip but a <laughs> shout out on i was gonna took a picture of it so on twitter i saw so um don't worry we'll get to predictions in just a moment so news I, Emily Andros, who's the showrunner for Winona Earp, which has our character Isaac, Kim Rosen on. So she watched the show. And something I really liked and I was excited about, too, looking into the show is uh, she said, Vagrant Queen is made by a series of phenomenal women, funny, spacey, and features the delightful comedy stylings of our beloved real Tim Rosen. That's his Twitter handle. Mm -hmm. And then also, if you had watched the premiere on Sci-Fi on Friday night, uh, you might get to see some new Winona Earp content, which I was also like, ooh, exciting. Ooh. I thought that was really cool. Also, Melanie Sforfano, who is uh, lead for Winona Earp, <laughs> tweeted out about um, Isaac's character. And like, oh, he has another wife. And if you watch Winona Earp, that's why it's funny. So it, 
it's fun to know a show outside of it and know the people and how they interact. So I thought that was very entertaining. So if you're a fan, if you're liking the vibe of the show, I do recommend Winona Earp as Western. And then, yeah, looking into the show, I am very excited to see how the show continues with so many female directors and producers uh, and writers on the show. So looking forward to it. Likewise. Um, All right. So let's do some predictions. All right. So which then we have our little special segment in a moment, too. Um, So predictions. Uh, I, I think it's probably going to be our trio, but I do think there'll be other really kind of cool characters that they run into along the way that either will be people that they know or they'll make new friends and maybe we'll see them again. I feel Chaz is going to come back in some way and either they'll go back to that location for some reason or yeah, as you were saying, it's kind of like an information hub, like maybe they'll go back and share info. I do think there are going to be a relationship development between Ame and Alita, which I'm like, ooh, okay, this looks really nice. And like, cause we oh. don't queer main character love stories on television. So, that. and uh, I do think it's going to keep a whimsical vibe as a show, but maybe it might have some more serious tones later on. Mm-hmm. James, what about you? So I'm thinking that this show, um, I'm hoping that this show will be, again, you know, I love like travely shows that take you to different places. So I'm really hoping to be exposed to different, you know, species, different aliens that they can come up with in the series. I really think too, although I don't necessarily like it, I do think we're going to be with this trio, which is, which is dope. But like you said, I do hope we get some sub characters come in and, and spice up um, things and really flush out uh, the, the trio that we have, because I feel like there's so many different cross sections and dynamics that can exist. Um, I hope that we finally, we get some insight into like her queendom. Uh, I hope we figure out like why Queen Zevelyn is like, is running the show across the galaxy. I want to know what's going on with Lazaro and why he's like, seeking so much power. So I really hope we get some insight into that as well. Um, so I, I, I think that we'll, we'll be given sub stories coming up that will flush out our characters and give us some more insight into their motives is what I'm, is what I'm looking forward to. Nice. Yeah. Same. Um, all right. And then our special segment, uh, James had a fun name for the title of this. <laughs> so, um, so if you guys know, uh, if you've seen the first episode, there was a running joke that no one could say Winnipeg, right? There was like Winnipeg, Winnipeg, when uh, was the other one? At the very end of the episode, when they were in the in Winnipeg itself, they kept calling it different names. So I thought it would be interesting to name this se- segment "When a Who, When a What." So in this segment, I'm going to break down some of the characters because I said, like, like we said, the costume design is incredible, but there's so much insight into these characters and and into these actors, especially when they're undone. So I wanted to start off this segment with my homeboy, your homeboy. We all love him, homie Lil, Lil Nim. And I did some research on, on Nim's character and the actor's name himself, he's a South African actor. His name is, I'm probably gonna say this wrong, but um, Thimba Natuli, I wanna say it's how you pronounce it. He is a, uh, a South African actor. Um, if you didn't know too, this show was, all, was uh, all shot in Cape Town, South Africa as well. So he was a local actor to be pulled into the set. Um, he's actually 28 years old and suffers from dwarfism. Well, not suffers. He has dwarfism. I take that back. He has dwarfism. And he is killing the acting game. So I wanted to show you guys what he looked like in real life. He is incredibly handsome. And um, 
he is recently got married as well to his the love of his life. So here's what our Nim looks like in real life. Can you see it? No? Oh, it's messing it up. My green's messing it up. All right, let's try this. Okay, pictures up. Perfect. So as you guys can see, um, he is he is a little man doing the thing. He's been in a ton of different um shows and in movies, especially in South Africa. And like I said, he just got married a couple years ago. So congratulations to 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 um, our homie Nim, and we hope to see you in the coming episodes as well. Yeah, I love the effects on his character, and I'm hoping we'll continue to see more of that. I mean, I know it's an expensive and, you know, cumbersome thing to have super detailed practical effects, but I thought his looked so good because it was a mix, I felt, and almost looked between practical and um, digital, which was kind of that blend, because I really believe, like, yeah, that's his face, and his face yeah. is, is very, I'm very excited. I really hope they have more characters like that. Uh, instead of just simplistic. Yeah, I agree. At the very beginning of in meeting them, I thought the same thing. I thought he was like a CG, CGI in. And then um, I think it was when he knocked out Ilhid, the uh, the one alien who knocked out uh, Alita. When he knocked when he knocked her out, I um I realized I was like, oh no, that's his that's his actual face. Like that's he looks like that in real life. Well, real life. So um, I hope they stick with it, and I hope, like you said, I hope they give us some brand new, interesting um, aliens to meet along this ride. Of the or at least like one an episode. Give me at least one an episode. Yeah, right. I think we'll get that. So that's I cool. Think so. All right. Any other final thoughts before we sign off? Um, no, I, I'm really excited for the show. Like we like we keep saying, um, the the humor in it is definitely striking a chord with me. The space vibes in it is striking a chord with me. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with Alita and I hope she gets her crown back. So that's my final word. Nice. And then uh, James, where can people find you online? Yes. So you can find me online at Instagram at Terrell James Maple on Twitter at James Maple Actor. I also do the fan page for the Mass Singer on After Buzz TV. You can follow that at Mass Singer Fan Theories. And we also do a bunch of uh, news bulletins as well for After Buzz TV. So be on the lookout for that. Nice. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at that's K A R I D L A N E. Just gonna say I'm like what? <laughs> so um, if you're a fan of Westworld, we also do that after show on Afterbuzz. It's later on this evening. And if you're a fan of anime, we cover My Hero Academia as well as Sword Art, Sword Art Online. So check those out. And also a little teaser, we maybe will be having a certain space pirate, Isaac, join us next week. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for watching, joining in the live chat. Please leave your comments down below what you thought of the episode. What were some of your favorite moments? What are some of your theories of where the show will go? Uh, also, we are talking just about the show, not the comic. I'm excited to maybe look at that. So no spoilers if you've read ahead. So again. <laughs> so much for joining us and we'll see you next week see ya bye our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite tv shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup buzz you later <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.